What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to our show, welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for yourself or someone else, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and John and Jones. We're the owners of Live Bay Lash. Our heart is to share with you our uphill battle in the slash industry and to show you what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to give you guys a real, real raw version, version of, of what things are really like. In today's episode, we're we talking about three things we wish we would have known before starting a business. But before we jump into that, we have a word from our sponsor, which is Gloss Genius. Yes. So I'm really excited because although we've been through a bunch of uh, booking systems, we are now going to be switching over to Gloss Genius. Gloss Genius is made for salons and spas. Gloss Genius is the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience from a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates. Gloss Genius empowers you to run your full salon in a stylish and smart way while feeling supported at every step. So for 50% off for the first two months, go to glossgenius.com slash sign up and enter livebayS22. Yeah. You won't regret it. Awesome. Also, we're going to be at the Lash Conference, formerly known as LashCon, November 5th through 7th this year. Make sure you get your tickets before it's sold out. Uh, Sean and I are going to be speaking there. We're also going to have a booth. So come by, say hi. Uh, we were joking around, but we're going to be giving out a ton of free stuff when we go up on stage for our speaking things. So you're not yeah, going to miss it. It's Baylor's birthday. Yeah, it's the same so weekend as my son. So the kids will be there. Watch mom and dad just hammer beer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you haven't been to the last conference, it's really cool. There's a lot of great um, speakers. There's a lot of great like just like tips, tricks. You get to mingle with, meet other people in the industry. They have like uh, free parties where they put on with like booze and everything else, and it's fun it's and cool. it's a write off. Yeah, so if you if you're you know kind of like trying to figure out how to grow your business and you got favorite brands, I'm sure a lot of them will be there. I know all the other top ones will be there too. So it's a fun time for us. And um, if you're afraid to go by yourself, there's a lot of nice people. This industry is full of nice people. So oh man, <laughs> I was being serious. I thought you were taking a swipe. <laughs> well, I kind of was, but then you made me feel bad, so I'm retracting. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. There is. If you are like, oh, I don't want to go by myself, there's so many amazing people that go there. So trust me, you'll team up. If not, I'll hang out with you. You yeah. can babysit my kids. Yeah. Why get wasted? I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, uh, we have um, got a lot of great classes coming up, so make sure you check out livebayclasses.com. Yes. For, for different cities that are coming June up. In July, we were doing uh, $400 off. Um, and that excludes refresher courses, but amazing. We offer financing and you have mentorship for life with that. So, yeah. And if you're on the Canadian side of things, don't forget, we have a fulfillment center in Canada. Yes. Oh, Canada. Yes. And so, you know, you can buy all the exact same stuff, but minus all the duty tax. So it's a, if you're in Canada, it's better to order on that side of things. Yes. All right. Jumping into the episode. So three things we wish we'd have known before starting a business. And this is like, um, I mean, I, I could probably give you a list of like 50 things I wish we'd have known. Yeah, 50,000. <laughs> but I'm going to give you like the three most common. And this is a question we actually get asked a lot, especially in our mentorship program, uh, because people obviously don't want to make some of the same mistakes we made in a, in a financial pickle. And so I think the first one we'll start with is um, starting off, number one, point one, starting with a small, affordable spot. Okay. And for some reason in this day and age, I feel like people want to go out and get a great big overblown really nice posh expensive salon build it from the ground up to their specs and 
I think that's great. You know, it's a great concept. Uh, the only problem with that is if you're first starting out and you don't have a big book of business, it's gonna be very difficult to cover that overhead monthly. You know, we as human beings want to put on this big like facade that we're doing really well and we have this really great spot. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten people call or have to answer questions where they say, you know, hey, I spent all my money opening the salon and blew all my money on marketing and I just don't have any customers and now I'm afraid I'm gonna go bankrupt and I don't know what to do. My wife started out of a house, okay, and she lashed for free for years. And then from that, we parlayed our way into an office space that we called a salon, but it was very cheap rent, grew it from there, and we never got the big, posh, expensive salon until after we had got to a point where we were making a ton of money on it, and then we could afford to make that kind of a leap. You don't need to satisfy like those vanity metrics of everybody else to make it look like you're doing good. You just need to be doing good and grow appropriately. There's nothing wrong with doing it as a stepping stone process, right? Start out of the house, build a little book of business. Then you step up, you go rent like a little solo salon, maybe hire a second person to split the rent with you and you can kind of feed some clients to foster them, grow that. Then you go for a smaller little spot. Make sure you're signing like short-term leases, okay? I'm not telling you to have a short-term business plan because your business plan is always like a three to five year type projection. But what I am telling you is have small leases so that when you do start to outgrow that space, you're not locked in for another four and a half years and you can't break the lease. Do one or two year leases with like an optional one year renewal, LeBron James style, you know, sports contract is what I like to call it. Yeah, I was gonna say with that, I lost everybody. The LeBron James, you thing did. Out. Yeah, I was kind of dozing off. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say with that being said, it's really good to start really small too because, you know, um, starting a business and then going like balls to the wall at first with getting balls a huge to place the wall with tons of people. There's there's such a learning curve and it's gonna be like excruciating. So if you're just doing those small stepping stones mentally, you're going to be able to kind of scale your business a lot faster than you would by just jumping into something huge. Cause there's so many hurdles that you won't even think of. I mean, some hurdles like, you know, obviously we got hit with pretty hard, but I'm sure there's more things that have easily could have happened. But I think taking your time allows you to kind of, you know, marinate and where you're at and learn everything at a slower pace rather than just going out and getting that huge place and then having to deal with like all these people, you've got clients, customers and marketing and, and bills. And so I think just starting off really small and growing from there is ideal. It's really good advice. You know, a lot of people don't foresee a lot of these issues that you run into as a business owner. I always joke around like, you know, I compare stuff to, to uh, jujitsu, but I feel like I have a black belt in business now probably a, almost a coral belt uh, <laughs> because I feel like we've taken so many lumps. My wife and I have been sued so many times. We've been through every possible thing. We've had mutinies, people quitting. We've had issues with supply. We've had, I mean, we've had everything, yeah. everything you can possibly imagine. And so when you're thinking of these things, when you're thinking, I'm going to have my own salon, it's going to be perfect. And it's going to be sunshine and rainbows every day. And the clients are always going to be happy and never want free touch-ups and the girls are going to be great. And they're not going to get jealous of what I have and try and leave and take clients. And it doesn't go that way. It doesn't go that way. Just know that your problems are, you know, if you have certain problems while you're lashing independently, as you open a business and have people under you, you still have problems. The only difference is your problems are changing a little bit, but the good news is you're going to learn to roll with the punches as you go. Uh, number two, and this is a really big one. This cost Sean and I a lot of money is make sure you check out to see if your name is truly available. Okay, and what do I mean by available? You can start on a local, like a small level. Mm -hmm. And what you can do is you can do, go on like your local Secretary of State website in your particular area and see if that name is registered, that corporation is registered. 
And if somebody else is not using it, then you know locally you can use that name. But you also need to be thinking globally when you make these names. Don't just think, you know, when Sean and I opened this business, we were thinking side hustle, make a little money, get out of some credit card debt, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't think when we had the name Sassy Lashes mm -hmm. that it would ever turn into anything big. The company blew up. We were selling products, you know, doing classes out of state. And we found out somebody really did legally own the name. We got ourselves in trouble. So first, you want to check on the local secretary of state, see if it's available. Second thing you want to do is then go to the U.S. Uh, PTO. PTO.gov. Yeah, the, the trademark and whatever it is, the trademark and... Uh, patent. Patent. Yes, thank you. Uh, website. And you want to do what's called a test search, T-E-S-S. And you can just type the name in and it'll tell you if that name is being used or even remotely being used. And if it is, then you need to find out what the industry is, right? And find out if it's being used in the lash industry or beauty industry. If it is, chances are you're putting yourself in a potential lawsuit. And here's how these things work. If you know about that name and you still continue to use it, and eventually that person finds out, they can sue you for any profits times three from the time you started using that name. Okay? So I'm just telling you, I'm not telling you this to scare you. I'm just telling you this to be smart so you don't go through, right? If you're new and your business is still kind of growing, you got time to switch the name. You're not married to it. We were already established and had to do a full-blown pivot <laughs> and re-sticker glue and trays of lashes and everything else. Yeah, it was such a nightmare. It was like the worst time of my life, and it was just such a battle. I It was like never-ending. So I don't put that on anybody. So if you can just be smart about it and do your research first. And the thing is, is like, if you're if you have a business right now and you have a business name and you know you're thinking about this some people are like no but i you know i'm so established i don't whatever like i don't care you know they're in a different state it doesn't not matter if they're in a different state <laughs> sassy lashes was in california and i never 30 miles away yeah and i just never <laughs> thought like it would go like that and so it did go like that and it put me on my ass so definitely just be we got everything really, shut down like they yeah. shut down our social media our website yeah and we couldn't sell do anything yeah and thankfully we had a strong brand to where like we were able to uh, reroute everybody you know but that we did there was a drop off for sure so you have to think where your business is right now and it's definitely worth rebranding wherever you are right now because a lawsuit is a lot of money Trademark attorneys are a lot of money. I can tell you this, though. <clears throat> you're better off spending the money up front to do your due diligence yeah. than you are be on your back fighting your way out of it. Yeah, for sure. That was. It's a lot cheaper yeah. to just do the initial stuff up front than it is to fight this thing off yeah. in the long run. Yeah, do it sooner than later. I feel like every time I ever call like Trados, our, our patent and trademark attorney. Who is literally the best. Mark yeah. yeah. Greenberg Tarek. Greenberg Tarek. But every time I call him, this is how my phone call goes. Mark, help. Help. <laughs> He's always like, now, Michael, we don't have an emotional reaction. What did we learn from this? <laughs> He's, yeah, he's always like, best. this one is better to get you guys out of trouble in the beginning than to have to fight our way out of it later. Yeah. Yeah. It's ongoing. But I wish yes. he was like my dad. You know, because he's always so patient and calm. He really is. I'm like, Mark, ah, ah. I'll call him like <laughs> nine o'clock on a Friday night. I'm like, okay, Michael, calm down. I'm like, oh, you calm down. I am calm. <laughs> That's really good advice. Yeah. Uh, number three. <clears throat> wow, my voice just changed. I, I just hit puberty while making a podcast. <laughs> my, my voice just changed. <clears throat> Very excited. <laughs> right, anyway, number three, find a good mentor. Okay. And I think this is super crucial because they always say, I've seen quotes that says, find, you know, surround yourself with five smart people, you'll become the six. Surround yourself with five rich people, you'll become the six. 
surround yourself with five dum-dums and you'll become the six, right? And so I think there's power in having somebody who's blazed the path or gone down before you that you can actually like pick their brain or ask them, hey, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts? And it's something I always enjoy, like some of our friends now in our circle are business owners and it's always kind of fun, especially during COVID because, you know, <laughs> things that kind of hit the fan, nobody knew what was going on. We were being spoon-fed a little bit of information at a time and it was good to have that circle to bounce ideas mm-hmm. off. Like, how are you guys going to weather the shutdown? How are you guys? And I think if you have a good mentor, somebody who's kind of gone through the path and they've already taken their lumps, they're going to give you some pretty good advice, even if it's not lash related. So you don't have to go out and find like a lash mentor. You could find someone that's had a successful chain of ice cream stands and just say, hey, how did you guys scale or how did you? I just think it's so crucial nowadays. And, you know, we we have that uh, mentorship program we offer for 99 bucks a month. I mean... Obviously, nobody's getting rich on 99 a month, but we do this because it's a great way to give back. And because when you sign up for that 99 program, you can literally call Sean and I at any time and go, hey, I don't know how to even write, like, I don't know how to do payroll. Is there a cheaper way to do this? I'm paying ADP 11% right now, plus all these extra things. You know, hey, how do I do this? How do I set up a corp? I've never done it. Like, this is all stuff we've done a thousand times. We can walk you through. There's so much value in that. And I don't think people understand that when we talk about like our online membership, they're like, oh, I get 20% off products and they go live once a month. That stuff's fluff, man. The, the ability to call Sean and I when you're like in a jam and go, hey, help, that's where the value comes in. Yeah. And the nice part of it is like, the not that I know of, but there's not really another lash company out there. And this isn't knocking lash companies, but we still have salons. Like we have four locations, one in Scottsdale, the rest in Vegas. So we aren't just supplies. So we have a business background in salons. So it's great. Like if, you know, you're, you own a salon or you're, you know, getting ready to start a salon, we have supplies. So like the, <clears throat> I've never been asked a question that I, I can't answer. So I think that just with like, what's the secret to life? Oh gosh, you have a long time. <laughs> um, I think that, <laughs> I think that, um, you know, it's, it's good because we are involved in so much, like all of our entities, like the education part. So I think that, you know, not to toot our own horns, but we do have a lot of experience in this industry and, um, and sometimes you, manufacturing. Yeah. And yeah. And, but sometimes you just have to be careful, like who you're getting advice from. So I would never make it necessarily family or close friends. Wow, that's a really good point. Um, just because, Nowadays, especially, I mean, we like, um, I don't trust anybody, but I, you know, our circle of friends has gone down a lot. And the thing is, is like, you just have to be careful who you're going to, because sometimes regardless of if they're in, um, your industry or not, they don't want to see you do well. And some, sometimes the advice they give you isn't necessarily the good advice for you. It's more or less kind of assisting them in, in some sense, or, you know, not furthering you as, as far as you should go. So just be careful who you're getting advice from. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, when I started lashing, there was nobody in this industry. Like all these big brands were like just so hush hush. Like I even tried reaching out to them and I was ignored and there's a lot to learn. You know what I mean? And I think that says a lot about Mike and I from like not having any mentors, really not having any mentors and making it this far. Like that's huge. So definitely find someone that you can pick their brain who is willing to give you the correct advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right, well, that's all we got for you guys today. As always, if you haven't done so yet, please make sure to refer a friend to our podcast. Someone could greatly benefit from this information. 
Uh, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Lash T T E A, and The Lash Meltdown. And the Lash Meltdown, uh, both really good support groups where you're getting your questions answered. And then mental health. And then mental health, yes. And then we have our subscription boxes we didn't talk about. We do have subscription boxes, $200 or more. I know some of our boxes went out this month and they were like $240, um, but it's only $99 a month. And you get three, um, three, you get one custom box every single month for $99. It's amazing. There's three different tiers you can choose from, so it's pretty bomb. Different strands of marijuana, Live Bay Lash branded. Yeah. Uh-huh. Edibles. Edibles. It's pretty yeah. cool. If you like the pink fortune cookie in a normal box, you can help <laughs> weed in it. Man. We need to get. We need to go awesome. get Mike's voice fixed. Just uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's fighting bronchitis. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping to get my puppy touched. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>